Hello and welcome to another episode of the broadcast after the second race of the season in Saudi Arabia. We're going to go through the weekend as we normally do. Um, but first of all, of course, I'm joined by my twin and my bro, hello, James. Hello. And we'll dive straight in. Um, very eventful weekend throughout, actually, Friday to Sunday. Yeah. And we'll begin on Friday with practice, where I think actually it was a mid-practice one, about 10 kilometres off from the track, a huge miss- missile explosion happened, um, where an, a Saudi Aramco oil facility was targeted and bombed, causing a huge fire. Um, that was sort of the talking point for the first two days of the weekend. Yeah. And it led to a four-hour meeting between all the parties involved, from drivers to teams to F1 management, overnight, Friday to Saturday. And then it led to huge calls about whether the race should happen or not, and added to the whole debate about Saudi Arabia as a venue and the mm. pros of it. The track is extremely exciting, but of course the cons are the human rights are atrocious, there's still wars going on around in the Middle East, which Saudi Arabia is a part of. And clearly with this attack, there is some question about is, uh, how dangerous the venue is. Yeah. So I, what did you make of it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think it's ridiculous that they, that they were there in the first place. They put themselves in a position to have that happen. I mean, especially bear in mind that the F Formula E race last year, there was the missile that had to be intercepted yeah. um, during the race. or and that was during the weekend, on it? Hmm. So, I mean, it's ridiculous, really, that they were in Saudi Arabia. And so I can see exactly why the drivers were so angry or, you know, supposedly so angry about the whole thing. Um, because, I mean, yeah, it must have compromised their safety pretty substantially. Though, to be honest, I think the worst thing... I mean, obviously, that's terrible, <laughs> the safety problem. But in some ways, the worst thing, and I imagine why the drivers were more angry, is that, you know, they, I mean, they're the face of the sport now, especially given the sort of social media explosion and the online explosion of Formula 1 in like, the last five years. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a tarnish on their, you know, it perhaps tarnishes their reputation a bit when they have to go to Saudi Arabia and, you know, play nice with yeah. all the, the big shots. And, or, you know, when they go to all these countries with, I mean, Russia, only last year, all these countries with, you know, questionable, or governments with questionable morals. And the Formula One drivers are expected to just pitch up and do all their yeah. media commitments, mm. even though it's the big shots at Formula One who actually mm. send them there. So, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. And in some ways, it's just as well that Saudi Arabia has brought the conversation up. But I definitely think the Formula One drivers should have more autonomy over yeah. where, um, you know, where, what they essentially give their face to. Yes, because essentially the problem is with Saudi Arabia and tracks like it is... You're right, they are the faces of it, but it looks to the outside world complete like cash is kin. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, Saudi, it is. That it is, is it absolutely yeah. is, because I think they paid in excess of £50 million pounds to hold this race, which is, I think, the highest of the calendar. Um, but they are associated with it. They are, they almost yeah. have to defend it yeah, exactly. every single they exactly. time they, they go. Yeah. And because every time they go, they're always all going to ask the question, should we be here? Yeah. And then they can't say no. Or, well, only the... Drivers who know they're going to have a contract whatever next year can say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's wrong. And yes, you're right. Considering they are now integral to the brand of Formula One, they should have a fair say in where they go. And it's not that like you can really defend it on, well, you know, it's on the most best tracks. And we still have places like Hockenheim, Carl Army, Sapan in Malaysia, which, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, you we don't go to, or Nurburgring, yeah. for example, even Brands Hatch, something like that which are great tracks, but don't really ever get 
a chance of taking part yeah. in the calendar. So I, I, I think we'd need to have a look at it. Um, I know if one it seems to be on to Twitter keen to come back to Saudi Arabia next year, you could probably can guess why. Yeah. Um, the money, but yeah, I feel like we need to have a the sport needs to have a conversation about where it ought to go, and if if the money is all important, if actually they need to reflect the values a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, you think they were only doing the Wii races one two years ago? It was mm. such a joke. Yeah, you know, it, it it's all. I mean, it's obviously a business, but, you know, I think they could do a bit more to, yeah. you know, actually live their values, to use a bit of a cliche, mm. than they currently do. But also they can afford to. Like, I know yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, they're not struggling yeah, for that. Like, yeah, and they're only growing every year. Yeah. And the revenues must be enormous now, given Drive to Survive and the effect that that's having. They're having numerous races or interested to have a holiday race, at least, in uh, numerous tracks interested to hold a race in the US. Mm. The money is there, you know. Yeah, they can exactly. choose what message to put out. Yeah. And it probably enhances their message not to have to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, and also, like, it's just not particularly good business to not to go to Russia because of the war in Ukraine and then to go to Saudi Arabia where, you know, they've been swans from the war in Yemen for years and yeah. there's literally war 10 kilometres from the track. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, it probably I mean, makes yeah. drivers survive more dramatic next year, but yeah, it's not a great look. And also all the executions they did like a week before the race. Yeah. And like, I mean, it, it's ridiculous if Lewis, Ham- they're putting Lewis Hamilton in a situation where he's getting written letters by, do you see he got written yeah. a letter by the guy on death row who was yes. arrested when he was 14. Or yes. When he was 14. Like, it's insane if they were putting Formula 1 drivers in a position where mm. they are literally involved in these things. Yeah. I, I definitely think the conversation had to be had. And it, yeah, it was a, it was a bit ridiculous that they ever found themselves in the in the hole getting mm. you know the fire at the oil part situation, and they probably should have stopped at that point. But yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do think that has to change. And of course, the other thing is you can't say well, there's other tracks that aren't ready because in 2020 they had to yeah exactly. quickly go to new tracks and they found Mugello, Imola, yeah. Portimao, yeah. Turkey, and they all went to them with yeah. just a few months' notice and did it. And of course, it's also, it's also not like we'd miss one race on a 23-race calendar. Exactly. It's already a lot of races. Yes. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there will be that conversation because it is now prominent. Yeah, it should be. Um, and I also saw the drivers are interested in having a say in whether they can. Yeah, they should do. They should do. Definitely. Um, so, eventually they decided to race ahead and that led to qualifying on Saturday night which was in very eventful again. Um, and probably the headline was Lewis Hamilton was knocked out in Q1 mm. on pure pace. And I think that's the first time since Britain 2009 that's, that, that's so, happened, yeah. which is, is mad. It, and that's like three years. Yeah. You've done a bit of fun on three years. That yeah, I mean, crazy. It's crazy. Um, so he was knocked out. Lance Stroll just pipped him just to get into Q2. He complained about the balance. And he basically said he didn't have any more pace. It wasn't that he made a mistake. That was as much yeah. as he could do. Um, which is gutting for Mercedes fans, gutting for Mercedes, and shows as much as people have been saying, won't be too long until they're obliterating the field, they have a long way to go. Yeah. Did you see, was it, did they say in the end that Hamilton and Russell had essentially the same setup? I can't remember, because I'm feeling they came out and said that well, they did yeah, have the same I setup. I think there was mixed messaging on that. Like, yeah. Total Wolf said it was an experimental setup, oh, well, but I then others said it wasn't much, so. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah. it was, I mean, I think you can be pretty pretty sure that he wasn't playing with exactly the same tools as Russell. Yeah. And to get knocked yeah. out in Q1. They clearly don't understand their car, though. No, they don't. It's like, 
it, it, well, hopefully for their point of view, it's mm. not going to turn out to be like Haas 2019. But do you remember Haas 2019? Yeah. They just they just did not understand their car for an entire season. Sometimes it was extraordinarily fast. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they just and couldn't they, get they, it They couldn't working. get it right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they would be terrible on some tyres and great on other tyres. Mm. It, it, it's a bit like that at the moment. They just don't... They, you're right, they just don't understand the car. I mean, I suppose if anyone can understand it, it's Mercedes. Well, but it just depends but, just quick, yeah. how quickly can they do that. And I think Saudi Arabia underlined... It's a longer, harder journey, probably, yeah. than we thought it was in Bahrain. Yeah. But, I mean, it's good that there's... I mean, I'm not one of these people who's going to take glee in the fact that Hamilton's not at the front yeah. of the grid. But, I mean, it's good for Formula 1 to have a bit of change, Variety not have the silver straight black cars at the front. Yeah. Um, um, this is Mercedes. Yeah, so that was definitely the sort of stand-up moment of Q1. The stand-up moment of Q2 was a horrific, enormously fast, almost 170 miles an hour crash for Mick Schumacher around turn 12, um, it was over 50G, um, three wheels were destroyed, the car was a write-up essentially, so much so he couldn't basically take part the next day mm. in the race. Very fortunately, he was effectively unharmed. But again, it, and it sort of, a bit like last year, when we had so many red flags, it sort of underlined that perhaps as fast as this track is, as impressive this track is to watch, and no doubt is, it is also a bit dangerous. Yeah. Well, it was interesting that, did you notice on commentary they said it's the second? I think he said the second longest track of the season. Yeah, and that's crazy. They yeah. do so they, it's say it's not that much shorter than Spa. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and they do it in one one thirty something. It's about twenty five seconds faster, and it's a street circuit. Yeah, like it is a ridiculous combination of things. It's it's. I think it might be the fastest track on calendar. It'll be near the fastest. Yeah, it must not, be. Maybe, you know, yeah, it might be less than Monza, whatever. And it's a flipping street circuit with concrete walls. It, it is ridiculous, frankly. And everybody has been saying that it's mm. dangerous. But again, Cash is king, I suppose. I think it's definitely a driver-survivor track, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. designed for drama, for yeah. a blockbuster film. I mean... And maybe it's not that sensible, really. I mean, from a slightly, like, naive point of view, it the cars don't... I don't think there are many tracks where the cars look quicker yeah. than Saudi Arabia. Like, I thought that last year, on the seconds, you know, where he binned it on the final oh, corner, but that lap looked so fast. Yeah. It, they looked so fast in qualifying as well. Obviously, that's partly because they are going extremely quickly, and mm. then they have massive crashes, like Schumacher had. I think it's the perspective is clearer when the ball is so close. Yeah, it yeah, that's feels probably true. faster than when the ball is. Yeah. Like in France, when you can't even see the ball because yeah. um, it's so far away. Um, but again, I'd be very surprised if they come back the next year and the track is exactly the same. Yeah, um, given that pretty, crash, because yeah, it was yeah. lucky, yeah, frankly, think, to get well, away with it. Yeah, hopefully. That, I mean, they'll presumably change track, really. They should just mm. not be racing it at all. But, yeah. But um, I, want, I think there's a chance that will, they won't race there. But again, mm, because the money, I mean, if I mean, they've the got a huge but, contract, 50 yeah. million a year, that could be several hundred million pounds are given up. But I suppose they've already proven to themselves in 2020 that they can put on a calendar with that, you know, with massively yeah. reduced options. So. The problem is that, I suppose, the argument you know, counter is, if you go to the tracks, people want them to go to the more classic tracks that aren't state funded, yeah. they can probably put up half the money. That, yeah. And over 10 years, that is a loss of two or 300 million pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which is... Even that's even between two tracks, like that is enormous. Yeah. Um. But hopefully, because I want to see the classic tracks back, so hopefully that happens. Um. And then there was some sort of midfield uh, news, a bit of shake up from Bahrain. Um. So I thought the standout team that improved from Bahrain were Alpine, because they were very quick qualifying. Um. Yes. So they ended up P five and P seven, or on P five, mm. Alonso P seven. Um. Again, sort of quietly going about their business. Um, an all pink car, um, but it was quick. 
and yeah. they were you know around Mercedes pace or Russell pace, which was impressive. Yeah, they did. They did. They did look quick. Um, for, I mean, you know, near the top of the midfield. Yeah. But then loads of the other teams that were at the top of the midfield just disappeared. So yes. That's partly why I think yeah. they just inherited. Essentially fourth because yeah. we'd assume Mercedes are really third. Yeah, quickest. I mean, but yeah, no, they were they were quick. I think they've also got a very strong driver pairing. Yeah, they have um, an underrated driver pairing. I think so. I think Ocon is underrated, and yeah. well, Alonso is is Alonso. It's not underrated because of his ability, but maybe because of his age, and he's yeah. still one of the top drivers left. I think. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they they did look quick as opposed to, for example, the Fleming McLarens or yes. the Astons or you know all the, the yeah. sort of other what you would think of as midfield teams who yeah. have just been. Shocking. I yeah, mean, the McLaren were a bit better this week, but they were a bit better. Um, so they both uh, win uh, sort of Q two sort of pace. Um, they were about eleventh or twelfth. They qualified. Did get through to Q three? I, I don't think he did. Um, mm. And then uh, Ricardo got a free uh, pace oh, yeah, quick penalty, a blocking. A blocking. Um, and Ricardo was sort of around nice for most of the race, but and then he had to retire. So again. Maybe to step on from Bahrain when they were probably the worst team. Mm. And they do look like they're maybe at the moment sixth or seventh, maybe quickest. Yeah. In uh, in, in Jeddah, which is better. But yeah, it, it is. It's 2018 all over again yeah. in a well, way. I saw apparently, I you know, Lando's PR person said something like, it's like, um, it's only up from here. And he said, well, it's not really. It could go down. You know, we could. Mm. It does seem like they are in. Yeah, I mean they, they did make progress, so maybe maybe next week they make a similar jump on the back Q three. I don't know. But I mean, the problem with the first year regulation change is you can't really spin it. Like this is the year Williams, Aston Martin, McLaren, Ferrari, yeah, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, and Haas all wanted to jump up. And if you didn't do it, you yeah. can't really say, oh, we'll sort it out soon. Because yeah. the moment's come. Yeah. And if you don't sort it this season, you're on catch-up for the next several years. I think I think a lot of it is just Mercedes have built a stinker of an engine. Personally. Yeah. It can't be a coincidence that like the bottom seven, eight teams in, in practice mm. were all Mercedes-powered. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's I right. I think they have built a bit of a stinker. And, and so maybe if well, Mercedes, I mean, there's the engine free. So, but maybe, maybe that is what is explain explains the fact that I all suppose, the Ferrari powered cars, yeah. the Q3 material, and mm. all the Mercedes powered ones, pretty much, with the exception of literally with the exception of Mercedes, because all the others are rubbish. Yeah, are, Q, are not Q3. Material. But remember, the engines haven't changed from last year. What's changed is the, the fuel, fuel. That's what I'm. Oh yeah, but exactly, then there's like, two possible explanations. It could be the fuel because it's a new E10 fuel, slightly more uh, biofuels in it doesn't really work as well as as much power as a Ferrari engine, say. Or the en- the engine doesn't work as well with the new yeah. aero design. Well, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. One of them. The Mercedes yeah. engine is not doing... Yeah, if it's the same yeah. one, then I, I didn't realise And it. all the Mercedes engine cars are porpoising, yeah. more than the others. So. Well, maybe, maybe it's just a massive coincidence, but it seems to me that fat Ferrari... All the Ferrari-powered cars are in, the, are in Q3, and yeah. all the Mercedes-powered cars, except for Mercedes, aren't. It's got, there's got to be something... You know, there's got to be something there. Mm. And maybe that's why all the Mercedes power cars are looking so blooming rubbish. Well, what they keep saying to the team that are porpoising is get rid of the porpoising, which is so... You have to raise the wind. You have to raise the wind and you lose uh, the ground effect, yeah. which is the whole point of these cars. Exactly. That's what keep, makes them fast. Yeah. I think Aston Martin said because they're raising the, the, the uh, ground height to lose the porpoising, and hence they're losing the ground effect, they're losing like uh, 0.75 of a second yeah. um, every single lap. Yeah. Seven and a half temps, which is very high. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe they'll jump back up the order, but 
I don't know. I mean, but clearly McLaren have made a step forward, for example. So it clearly it's doable. But um, well, again, I suppose this is another test in two weeks in Australia. Is you know two week gap. It's a time just to work out your car and set up who's improved, yeah. who's worked it out, and then when you get to the first European race, which I think is Spain, that's a real test. Yeah, yeah, um, we might see a change then. Um, and then other than Hamilton and Schumacher. The other main sort of leaving point of the qualifying was Perez. Yeah. Who, out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, no one considered him for pole, took pole. And his lap was brilliant. He didn't miss a curb. It was actually kind of like Verstappen-esque, except he got, yeah. got it done. Um, Verstappen sort of didn't really have the pace. He was P4. Yeah. Ferrari seemed to have it locked down and then Perez just came out of nowhere. It was brilliant. It was, I mean, I, I don't think anybody begrudged him mm. that. And it was a fantastic lap. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and it's a shame he, didn't con- he wasn't able to convert it into a yeah. win. But it was, I mean, if, if he performs like that again for the rest of the season, we are going to have a very tasty uh, yes. title fight. But I suspect he probably won't because he was off the pace a lot in Bahrain. But... It was very good. Well, I mean, Horner said the car, he admitted the car in 2021 was catered towards Verstappen mm. and not so much as somebody who just got it, got in because it yeah. was an odd, oddly, um, odd car, basically, odd, odd to drive, yeah. um, which obviously Verstappen mastered. But he said this year has been designed more, less in Verstappen's favour, more just a neutral car. Yeah. So on that basis, he'd think Perez, yeah, being as experienced as he is, as talented as he is, has more of a chance. And I think he will probably get another win this year. Because he, he probably yeah, would have he got one yesterday. I mean, that, yeah, it was Sunday. In car. Um, uh, it's interesting that Verstappen's had two pretty poor... Well, you know, I mean, P2 and P4, but not yeah. great qualifying. Both times it's gone in. I mean, is it just everybody misjudged the Ferraris? Or is Possibly. it they haven't... You know, Verstappen's not had the best qualifying sessions. Um, I think it's probably this latter more. But he, I mean, he did... He, I mean, there's a lot of difficulty, it seems to be, of warming the tyres up enough on yeah, these new yeah, cars, that seems to be he problem. had. Yeah. And he went to quite a few uh, runs where he'd have two warm-up laps and then go for, on his third lap, a flying yeah. lap, yeah. to warm up the tyres, but he just couldn't get in yeah. the Perez-like lap. Um, but anyways, let's talk about the race. Um, now, judging by the Schumacher crash, I think everyone expected a lot of fireworks on that one. Um, fortunately, yeah, we didn't really. have that. It was very clean. Um, which surprised me, to be honest. I mean, it looks it looks so perilous when they yeah. go through the first I mean, sector, especially. Yeah. Like, how is nobody smashing into anybody? Very talented, clearly. Well, like, yeah. I, 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 even going at 30 miles an hour, most people wouldn't be able to fit 20 cars through there. Yeah. Um, but at, what, 150, 170, they managed it. Um, but it, it, it did pick up a bit, the race. Um, and that clean lap meant we had a more enjoyable race because we had more overtaking. Yeah, exactly. More and, cars to do racing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the first team to do that were Alpine, which I, it was probably the best race that I've seen in years. So like it, they, Ocon they, Alonso, they had a great battle. Yeah, took and they overtook each other again and again and again and again um, through mostly turn one um, and the final corner. Yeah. Um, and it was terrible for Alpine because they lost time to Russell and Fun. And yeah, I just them, don't understand. Game, but what, it was is great on, to watch. what is what are they playing on Mars Avenue for? If he just sits there. I mean, yeah, it gave us a good race, but it was bizarre. And then, I don't know, what, it, it was just pointless. Like, it lost mm. them a ton of time yeah. and positions in the end. Not Well, it sort of didn't really matter because of Alonso's retirement. Mm. But it was kind of crazy. But, I mean, obviously, I'm all for it because it gave us a great bit of racing. Yeah, they might have just thought Russell was ahead and they thought he's yeah, not no, I guess that is what they thought. But... And they also thought, I bet BWT were happy because they had so much yeah. airtime. <laughs> yeah. 
and TV time. Yeah. So that pink BWT car was just yeah. endlessly being um, yeah. put in front of us. But it was excellent. I mean, mm. I, I hope they battle a bit more. There were people I remember last year saying, oh, it's going to be yeah. Yeah. those two are going to not get on. And they and nearly had a massive crash, they, like they, one yeah, or yeah, twice, they, multiple, yeah. multiple yeah. times. I thought it was going to be like a Verstappen Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was good racing. It was very close to moving in the braking zone. Yeah, also, you know when Hamilton and Button hit each other at Canada? Yes, yes. Like very I thought it was that. very similar. The first time mm. he went for him down the interstate. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, it was good racing. And mm. as I for now, I reckon he's I reckon he's gonna be sad to the end of the season. Alpine's just like that. They'll they'll boot him out immediately and he'll end up as on their house yeah. or something. Well you can see why you like Aston Martin. Um yeah. so the next sort of key moment was um Perez pitted and then almost like karma for Abu Dhabi, Latifi crashed. Yeah. And get a lap or two later. So that then meant that Verstappen, Leclerc and Sainz all pitted under the safety car. Yeah. So Perez came out behind yeah. uh, Leclerc and Verstappen. And then he looked, well, it looked like he overtook Sainz just before the safety car line so illegally. So he had to give that place back as well. So by the end, he was fourth. Yeah. I, 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 is he the new Bottas? I saw someone say that on, the, on Twitter or something. That he's the new Bottas, you know. He's just going to be in a race-winning car... And he just cannot catch a break. I hope not. But he did get so... Un- I mean, he, he, the thing is, that happened, and then he essentially just ghosted for the rest of the race. Like, we didn't hear anything from him. Mm. Um, so it was a shame, but you, I kind of feel like this season is just going to endlessly gravitate towards Verstappen v. Leclerc. It doesn't matter what the other yeah. two try and do. That's just how it's going to end up. Like, well, I think that's what maybe why Perez was frustrated, why science of P3 was so yeah, frustrated. Because they know, you know, they've ground. been in the sport for, you know, since both of them, since 2015, 2014, and they finally had a car where if they master it, they can win a world championship. Mm. Um, and where they're, po- well, Paris may be number two, but it's not as clear as it was last year. Yeah. And, and science, this is it. Yeah. So science P3 is not good yeah, enough. Yeah, you can see how angry he is about yeah. the last two, yeah, second and third. Yeah. But um, poor old Perez. Mm. Every time he comes third and Claire beats him, is something he's got to yeah. he's got to undo that later on yeah. in the season. I, I think he's gonna. I think they're not gonna get on very soon. Yeah, I think the championship is gonna get between them. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. So and of course that incident was brought by Nicholas TV, who crashed on <laughs> Saturday, TV. crashed on Sunday, obviously crashed in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I think he crashed in Bahrain. Yeah, apparently I can't remember it. But um, yeah, he did. I think he did somewhere. Did he? Um, so, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it's time to have a conversation about the Tifi seat. Um, because what he's a pay driver, he sort of he, he came to the sport in 2020, not an easy year to join. He had a much better 2021, he scored points obviously in Hungary. Yeah, um, he contributed to Williams finishing eighth in the championship. Um, but I, I think that's premature talk. Yeah, I think I think people have got short memories. It, like, yeah. I mean, he is a paid driver, and he, like, before Mazepin, everybody was saying that he was yeah. ridiculous, and nobody wanted him to keep the seat in 2021. Yeah. And, like, so, yes, I mean, there are better, I'm sure there are better drivers in F2, mm. and, you know, Piastri, for example, you know, there's plenty of people who probably deserve that seat more than him, mm. but, like, after two races... It's a bit. I don't think it's a good idea to be writing him off when it was only like six months ago. People were saying, "Oh, he's earned his seat. Actually, he's a decent driver." Mm. You know, go Tifi. I know go Tifi's a bit ironic, but like I don't know. And I like the guy. You know, mm, I like the guy. Even if he's a billionaire. Go to and, and where you know where would you be out the go Tifi memes? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right, and I think there's always an urge to have 
a Maldonado, a Grosjean, yeah, 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 a Mazepin yeah, yeah. figure. There's always probably one. Somehow we always assign the role. Yeah, of exactly. exactly. Somebody would inherit that. Um, and I think, it, I, to be honest, if the key to Mazepin was in Haas, Haas wouldn't have scored as many points as they have right now. He probably would have crashed a bit. And that we know, conversation about Nicholas Caesar, thing, he'd yeah. been after for. Yeah, that, that, um, he was definitely insulated by the. That's not an excuse, thing, but, but, no, but it's true. Yeah, yeah it's I, true. I think yeah, exactly. And being shown up by Albon, I don't think is that as bad a thing as some people think. He's a he talent. Yeah, yeah, he's a good driver. So, mm. and I think to when it's most people would have expected that. I'm sure the TV would have been realised if he wants to do more than just to sit at the back. Yeah, he's, he's got, got to be Albon. Yeah. But Alex Albon, as we know, is a very quick driver. There's a reason he was promoted to Red Bull yeah. over Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Um, I know he was shown up by Max Verstappen, but that is Max Verstappen. So yeah. um, I think he will probably beat Nicholas Stevie quite easily. But that's not to say Nicholas Stevie doesn't deserve a seat. Yeah. Or and certainly, certainly deserves it until the end of the year. Yeah. Um, then the next sort of weird incident happened. I think it was lap 38. Well, everybody, it was just when everybody, everybody was tired. Alonso, yeah. Bottas, and, and all Ricardo, in the same part of the track as well. All in the same part of the track. And all that happened was a virtual safety car, um, which screwed Lewis Hamilton over because he wanted to pit at that time just before the pit entry closed. And if he did, he would have come out and retained position and stayed P6, which would have been very good strategy and yeah. a very good result where he could And we'd have had Hamilton... Russell having a bit of a ding dong, yeah. But well, we didn't I reckon that'll come in some way. Well, yeah, that's also probably true. Yeah, but uh, just something I would not have predicted. I'd say that at the start of the season. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. Like I don't know. It felt mm. like somebody on the pit wall just pressed a button and everybody retired at once. It was weird. <laughs> uh, it was some coincidence, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was odd. Yeah. I, I think that reliability. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe was it they, overheating? Or did they say what it was? Because a bottle has a Ferrari engine. Ricardo has a. Uh, Mercedes yeah, engine all three and different Alonso engines. Engine. So, yeah, did they say what caused it? Was it? And no, I it was a variety of things. I think. Yeah. Um, it's just, but it brought out the virtual safety car, flipping virtual safety car, flipping virtual safety, which is a terrible thing in every way. Partly because you can question perhaps its safety. There were several cars in the pit entry, just as several yeah, cars. That was to it's pit. a weird call, isn't it? It's a weird call, and also it's. If you're wanting to, I don't know, uh, raise the profile of the sport, make it interesting for new fans or whatever, the worst possible idea is to introduce a means whereby you neutralise the race, slow everyone down, and then introduce no more yeah. um, a sort of drama. A safety car, it's, yes, it yeah, loses yeah. a few laps, but it brings the field together. Virtual safety car adds nothing. I, I agree. I also don't like the virtual safety car. I mean... I feel like the, the, the we need to make sure that Netflix viewers enjoy it line is 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 you know you wow. know the you know the meme of the dog yeah. looking sort of yes. startled with all the army yes. stuff in the back. Yes. That that's yes. this. This that's you know, I feel like that's that's not worked well for Formula it One has in the not. past. I mean, look, where, look at where they're racing, but yeah, but I, I, as an F one man, I still think virtual safety cars are terrible thing. I mean I also agree. I do, I don't like it. because um, it does yeah. I, was, I get why it's to keep the racing natural and it's to keep uh, gained leads yeah, exactly. intact. Of, yeah. I mean, but then, like, Verstappen gained those on the virtual safety car. Yeah, so it's not even fair. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I also think it's a bit, it's a bit pointless. Mm. Well, not pointless, but annoying. I review it because it is... It, is uh, it just changed the race, I suppose, if you pit under it. That's the only way. Or but, you just yeah. ignore the delta and but go very we fast. We want a restart, don't we? We want restarts, Absolutely. Um, 
And then we had the best part of the weekend at mm. the end, which was great. Um, so, as I said, Verstappen gained on the Claire, who was leading, drew in the virtual safety car. I don't know how, but he did. And then he was about just over a second when it uh, went. And then we had about six or seven laps, wheel to wheel racing, or at least um, close racing, which I don't think we've had for the lead in a very long time. Because it's, as yeah. we've said, it's always in this sport before. Car B takes car A, car B drives off. Yeah. But it was now in this case, uh, you know, Verstappen got Claire, Claire got Verstappen and went on and on and on. Mm. Um, and declared it's a great defending, but ultimately wasn't enough. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a great battle. It was also a bit ridiculous in some ways because a lot of it was just dictated by DR, the DRS line. Which I think they have got to look at because that was, I mean, the bit where they were, the bit where they chicken. both slammed on the brakes, yeah, the DRS yeah. chicken to try and avoid the DRS. I mean, that was ridiculous. It was entertaining, but ridiculous. And obviously, we forget that it's part of the cause for the Verstappen Hamilton crash last year. Um, yeah, you were, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think I do think they need to look at that. Again. Yeah. but the racing was excellent, respectful, uh, except for the stupid DRS chicken, and. Yeah, it was it was excellent, and mm. to have the possibility. I mean, obviously, didn't get a last lap, last corner overtake, but, but very where there's a race it. where you at least come close to having that on the final that's lap good. of the lead, that's obviously a good race. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, the biggest takeaway I thought was the fact that yes, the the, the twenty twenty two cars, at least at the moment, seem to work. Right, I saw Claire something said something interesting. She said the cars are better, but if you take the OS away, it's a boring race every time. Which I think is probably true. That's, but that's probably um, been true for years. But it has been true for years, and they've still got to work to improve that. Because um, they probably can't overtake with DRS. You see that in the first two laps after a restart. Yeah. There aren't actually that many passes. I mean, does that really make a difference? I mean, DRS is there to make overtakes. So, I mean, that's just the system working, really. We, mm. the, the cars aren't, no, you know, nobody... Yeah. The, the FIA don't say you have to build cars that can overtake without DRS, because mm. that's, not, that's not in question. But I suppose yeah, there is DRS, the problem so with the DRS here car. was it was possible to overtake into the final corner, but drivers opted not to do that. Yeah, no, that was the problem, yeah. To then overtake into turn Well, just one. moving the DRS line, for example, I don't know, maybe moving it back so that you don't get the braking into the corner, it's just racing yeah. down the straight, or moving it forward. I mean... I don't know. There must, there must, I mean, it's a long straight, so you could just move it around the other side of the corner, surely. I yeah. But... It, I mean, they, I think there's something they could have done to solve that problem. Mm. But I don't think it takes anything away, though, from the fight. No, no, it was we still a fight. Taken the, we'd have paid anything for to have yeah. to have that last season. Because yeah. when Verstappen and Hamilton got together, it was either Verstappen, yeah. Verstappen goes past that, it, Hamilton goes past that, or they crash. Yeah. There was never back yeah. and forth. I mean, it's like a minimal pair is basically probably the Austria 2019 when you know, Verstappen was chasing the clear. I know but that's only two laps. You know? Yeah, exactly, and and Verstappen, Verstappen was on fresh tyres, what have you. But like yeah. the fact that there Verstappen got for Leclerc, and that was the end of the battle. It didn't yeah. continue. And obviously, that's no longer the case. You can actually have prolonged battle, so it's definitely good. I mean, it's a step forward, definitely, definitely. definitely. Um, so I hope this continues into Australia, but they have improved the track. Hopefully, um, but we'll we'll see. Um, finally, then we'll restart our segment from last year. Where we talk about drivers were or teams that were impressive or unimpressive but didn't quite get the limelight. Right. So my I pick is impressed. You're getting there first, so I'm I have to think first. of a different one. Right, yeah, well, it's Ocon. No, I've done it. P five in quality, great performance. Beat Russell, beat Mercedes, best of the rest. Yeah, can't ask for much more. 
And then in the race, he did push it a little bit of Alonso, but that's what we want to see. Mm -hmm. It was great race, and he held on. And then he, I think he was uh, P7 or 6 or something. I can't actually know for sure. Um, and again, he had another last lap battle with this season with Noah Sard that he did last year with Bottas. Um, so I thought it was great because he was well, he raced brilliantly, fairly, and he put on a great show. So there's not much yeah, more well, to ask for. Fairly, I think it was. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I mean they didn't crash. They didn't crash. No, you're right. They didn't crash. Well, I think my I'm going to say my impressed the driver I was impressed with uh, is Pierre Gasly. Okay, and I'll say I that because he, yeah. he went a bit under the radar. Mm. I don't. I can't actually remember seeing anything particularly important that he did in the entire no, race. Maybe a few overtakes. Maybe I can't one. even think of it. But decent performance. Finished in the points after the disappointment last week. You know, more solid points for Alpha Tauri, given that you know he was the only car in the race for them. And the fact that he was <laughs> said his intestines were falling out, or it felt like his intestines were falling out. And he the said last he five laps. Yeah, being, exactly. And he still plugged away. So I, I thought that was pretty admirable. I don't know what I'd have done in those circumstances, those mm. circumstances especially driving around flipping Saudi Arabia of all tracks. Mm, I remember one, I think it was Imola 2020, Kevin Magnussen retiring because every gear shift... Oh, was banging his head was, against ...was thing. just destroying his head. And of course, you can't compare. It was an example. But he said it was the worst five laps of his life, yeah. Pierre Gasly. So I think... Good on him, I say. Yeah. It reminds me of that time Mark Webber was vomiting in the car but he yeah. kept going. Cause Until Mark he got Webber. crashed out. Yeah. But yes. But... Yeah, I mean, good, good on him, I say, mm. and 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 he deserved the points. And when will he get a break? That's what I say. When will he get a break? Well, I think maybe at the end of the season. That's you know nice I mean? so. Um, but we'll, we'll again. Well, I mean, the talk was he go to Mercedes. I'm not sure he wants to go to Mercedes right well, now. I think he'd rather have the Red Bull second seat. Yeah, exactly. Um, which would be quite tasty. Have Pierre Gasly in form against Max Verstappen. Would be. Um, but whether maybe he can they? translate that actually this time, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, that is. That is all we have time for. That's our show. Thank you for listening. And one and a half weeks to Australia. Look forward yes. to it. All right. Bye. Bye.